Hello. 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 I can't really go any lower. <laughs> Me neither. But uh, how are how are you? Uh, great. I'm having a great morning. It's uh, it's a nice nice Tuesday morning. How about you? Um. Um. Yeah. Oh. yeah great. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I I uh, I just was listening to your recent appearance, return appearance. Uh oh, return, return appearance on uh on most important meals. <laughs> that is the most important podcast, and for some reason, those fools let me come on the show and just just talk about some ridiculous things, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. it's. It's a good time, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how far you've listened, so I don't want to like. Oh, I listened to the whole thing. Oh, okay. So you've yeah. heard. I, my my favorite part is when Brian was like, "Oh, by the way, I've got all of these voicemails of people sharing their thoughts," and then every single one of them was like, "Micah, you're ridiculous." It was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I thought was fun was uh, when an unexpected caller um, appeared on the line. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to spoil the surprise for anybody, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was an interesting show. That was interesting something. is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was interesting and fun and, uh, we'll put the, well, well, Joe, we'll put the link in the show notes if you want to check that out and, um, hear about my shower dining, um, guidelines, yeah. et cetera. And as we have discussed in the past, because we we discussed this topic before, uh, I I don't I don't I'm not a shower diner, uh, nor 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 do I particularly endorse that. Uh, but I am not a shower diner, nor will I ever be. <laughs> Thanks, Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I yeah, that's not for me. But uh, one one thing that took me by surprise was uh, somebody on the phone saying that they don't really like showers, and I was just like, that's impossible yeah that yeah. really kind of hurt um i don't i don't know if you felt that but that really kind of hurt and it, honestly i think brian also said that he didn't he doesn't really like showers um i refuse oh, yeah. well that he was he was the one who said it on the thing i i and uh oh i thought you when you meant calls you were talking about one but i guess because no, I, I was trying not to like say who said oh, what because i was trying to be coy about it Spoilers. to try to get people to listen but um, oh dear ruined yeah. Not, uh, not really that big of a spoiler. <laughs> well, maybe Joe has bleeped out who the person is. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe that's happened. Maybe it hasn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's Schrodinger's bleep. You'll never know. <laughs> I will never know. I mean, um, but listen, here's the deal: is that I will never stoop in my stoop. Nope, that's not the right word. I mean, it is stooping in my opinion. I will never stew in my own stank soup. I think baths mm-hmm. are gross. I agree with you. I mean, I I like a pool. I like pools. Pools are fine. Because there's like circulating water and chemicals and things, you know? And sometimes you don't clean out your pool for a while and bees will attack your pool. Isn't that what happened to Dan? I think that happened to Dan. (laughs) I I thought he had a wasp thing. Um, but maybe they it was attacking. maybe they were wasps. Oh wait, but they were they were. It was like a bush. I don't know. I thought <laughs> I thought I remembered something about Dan and pools and bees, but 
you know, everything in my mind uh, tries to link Dan and bees together. So yeah, that's probably what it is. He, uh, he just, just, uh, you know, the, he also has, has, has quail in his backyard. So, <gasps> yeah. Like quail man hangs out in his backyard. Well, no, like quail, quail. Like the bird quail? Like literal quail. And he lives in Arizona, right? So are they like cooked quail? No. <laughs> they're, they're alive despite the oh, heat. Oh, uh-huh. living quail. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Are those native too? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, what's interesting is they call them California quails because um, they're also from This has here. been bird talk. No, <laughs> I, li- I like birds. Uh, one you of do the, like birds. One of the, the Twitter accounts that I follow is Every Bird. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> that you mentioned every that. Every bird. <laughs> because I, this, it's delightful that every once in a while there will be this beautiful or adorable or hilarious bird retweeted into my feed and I'm like... Oh, there is a bird Joe likes, and I like that. It's it's nice. It's like a curated bird experience, as it were. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't retweet every single one of them. That'd no, yeah, you don't. You 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 really are. You're very. What is that word? Uh, Sargento cheese. It's uh, persnickety cheese for persnickety people. If you follow Joe Rosenstiel on Twitter, that's persnickety birds for persnickety people. Yeah, like the and last I one was Luciade Flowerpecker. Um, Would you call me? <laughs> yes, exactly. That <laughs> is names. definitely my drag name. <laughs> Louisier Flower Yes. <laughs> yep. The whole kit and caboodle. And my, okay. my little uh my my little move is that I throw flowers out to everyone at the end. Okay, I'll be the mustache babbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love it. Free mustache babbles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's something. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I felt like I should say something positive about Twitter since we... <laughs> oh my God. We probably aren't going to say anything else positive ever again. Oh, let's just, let's dive in. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much to talk about here. We're all, we're, nobody is on Twitter anymore. Everybody's moved <laughs> off of Twitter. Nobody tweets anymore. Um, <laughs> we all are creating our own instances on <laughs> Mastodon and moving or migrating to Slack like the fine birds. Uh, we are, we are, no, no one's tweeting anymore, right? Um, wrong uh the i i would say that there's um been one of the semi-regular uh huffy stinks about leaving the platform but <laughs> i'm sorry my name's huffy stinks and i'm no longer on twitter <laughs> go ahead sorry huffy stinks yeah uh yeah it's just there's sort of a semi-regular like Twitter does something dumb policy-wise and then everybody's like F this and then they try to leave for something and then they don't Uh, F this S yeah so I'm so D tired of all this S I'm getting off this T (laughs) okay yeah that's what they say uh anyway <laughs> so yes, the people get upset. They say they're going to leave Twitter. They go to Peach. Uh, Peach oh, lets them down. <laughs> yeah, let's not, not talk about that one. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Marco Savic. But uh, the, the the uh the, every now and then there's there's like oh yeah, how hard could it be to make a social network where people just like put a small snippet of text and you can follow some friends. 
And it turns out the answer is very hard because uh, literally there are so many that have tried over the years and none have managed to be able to do it. And the current one is uh, Mastodon. It's not that current. It's been around for a while, but Mm -hmm. um, it is not exactly uh, taking the world by storm, shall we say. See, but here's the, like, the problem with this is I think that inherently there's nothing wrong with that statement that I like, I don't think there's anything uh, that is necessarily incorrect about the statement that it is somewhat simple to create a website where you post text and people can see other people's text and you all can share in that experience because Mastodon is essentially Twitter, but just not Twitter. The problem is in the audience you're not like for me i i think we all but or maybe i'm just like trying to make excuses for myself but i think that the reason why we all keep coming back to twitter or have continued to tweet or whatever is because of the fact that our friends are there so we see their posts and stuff like that but also because we have uh small large small medium large uh, audiences that we like to communicate with and also get little, let's just be honest, get little dopamine hits uh, from whenever we see that they like the things that we're saying. And you don't get as much of that on Mastodon and so, well, or any other social media service that doesn't have the audience that these big ones do. And so it's like you are a rat and in front of you on the left there's a little tiny glob of peanut butter. And on the right, there is a rat with a massage table who's got coconut oil and some essential oils fly in the room, a huge plate of peanut butter. And the rat is beckoning you to come lay down and get a nice massage while you eat some peanut butter. Obviously, I'm going to go get my ratty massage instead of have a little bit of peanut butter. And that's like the difference between the two platforms. You're not getting as much... Uh, as much engagement, as much interaction, as much of that dopamine hit out of the tiny glob of peanut butter, aka Mastodon or some other social service, whereas the other one does give you a whole lot of it. But here's the problem. Turns out that rat with the massage table has a knife in their pocket and they're going to stab you with it. So you sort of have to just know that because you're on this like bigger platform, yeah, you're going to get the dopamine hits, but also it could be kind of depressing when you get stabbed in the arm while you're trying to get a massage. And that is my metaphor for Twitter and Mastodon. What a perfect metaphor it is. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that anyone could argue that that's not a perfect metaphor. No, none. I'm not a perfect metaphor. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I agree. Because... Uh, you do. I. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think that's shocking. Is it, did oh, did I, I shock you? you I, I, are you agreeing with my overall point, or are you agreeing with my metaphor? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I mean... If I close my eyes and, like, try to ignore every other word, I do agree with your metaphor. And also drink but... a lot of alcohol first. Then you could say, yes, you agree with my metaphor. Yeah, but but no. I mean, I'm, I'm mainly agreeing with your... Uh, the, the difficulty in leaving is that uh, everybody you know is there. Um, as uh, the tick says when uh, or the earth is threatened, the earth, that's where I keep all my stuff. Um, and, nice. uh, that's where I keep 
All my my stuff really is is Twitter. Uh, I've got uh, all of my my friends that I have built up over many many years, including yourself. Um, oh. I have uh, people who follow me for podcast stuff that I do. I mm-hmm. have accounts that podcasts tweet from um, to inform people about podcast related things. Uh, I follow it for news related items. Um, there is no news on Mastodon, um, which is good and bad because no news means <laughs> no horrible, depressing, the world is ending, terrifying stuff, but also no anything else either. Um, not even like, you know, happy puppy stories. Uh, that, that makes it a little strange. Uh, so you kind of wind up with this mostly weird, empty space uh, on, on other services where you're not getting all of the the stuff that you expect from from Twitter. Mm-hmm. However, if a lot of the stuff that you expect from Twitter uh, is is bile and garbage because <laughs> y- y- it's not always super amazing these days, uh, that could push you very quickly to uh, weigh these things differently and get you off of the platform. Uh, there have been many public people who have been like, you know, f this, I'm done, I'm off of, I'm off of it, and uh, they they've closed up shop. Not necessarily setting up on Mastodon or anywhere else, but just being like, I'm done with Twitter. Um, celebrities do it a lot uh, because they can't take uh, some of their quote unquote fans um, <sighs> in, the, in their correspondence. Uh, recently, the uh, uh, the actress who's going to play Batwoman. Uh, in the upcoming CW series, uh, one of the many Greg Berlanti produced shows, one of the I don't know forty billion <laughs> yeah. Greg Berlanti produced shows, um, he uh, 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 he had cast a uh, well I don't know if he specifically, but the, him and showrunners cast Ruby Rose, uh, an actress who uh, was immediately criticized as not uh, for uh, playing the character Kathy Kane, who is a uh, Jewish, uh, ex-military, uh, lesbian, um, relative of Bruce Wayne, who was introduced, mm-hmm. who was reintroduced, um, in, in the, I think early 2000s, uh, based on an original Batwoman that was done a very, very long time ago and not very fleshed out. And, uh, people had some very strong opinions that she was, you know, not Jewish and that uh, she was not a lesbian and she's like well hold the phone I've, <laughs> I've been a lesbian since I was out lesbian since I was 12 how can um, they I'm sorry I didn't know that part about it that they were saying that how can mm, you can't just say that sorry that's just really frustrating that's so frustrating to me mm-hmm. how dare the mm, okay sorry go ahead I'm yeah, annoyed it, it it it's it's part of Twitter's problem. And while you might be like, it's one of the uglier sides to representation um, in being used in in discourse about shows uh, is that sometimes people are very 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 fixated and literal and loud. And while that might be a very small minority of people um, who have incorrectly assumed that she was queer but not a lesbian. Um, and therefore did not deserve to play the role of Kathy Kane. Um, there were also people who, who confused her with Batgirl uh, and said that, that you know people didn't need to make Batwoman uh, gay. And it was like, well, 
got some unfortunate news for you, uh, <laughs> professor of comic books, who has, has not been <laughs> really yeah, reading exactly. anything. Yeah, exactly. Let me see your doctorate. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's really it's it's really sad when that that kind of stuff happens. So she apparently was just like enough of this, and then I got to get off of here. Yeah, and she turned off public comments on her uh, Instagram, uh, and she's just like screw it. Like, wh- what's the point of this platform? And I have to agree with her. Like, if you are in her position, I can't imagine just being yelled at by an army of um, maybe three to five people um, who who can probably make a bunch of sock puppet accounts uh, or just those three to five people who can just say and inflict, uh, you know, personally hurtful things whenever they feel like it. It, It's just kind of a messed up situation. Uh, Federico Vitici, uh, who we both know, uh, has been dealing with harassment um, and you're, and it's one of the situations where it's like, what, what level of harassment would he be receiving because he has a blog and occasionally podcasts about, uh, Apple related, um, mostly iPad related stuff for MacStories.net and he's the proprietor of it and he's been running that for many years. Like what possible reason could there be to harass him? And apparently somebody took to Twitter to create a bunch of accounts um, over and over and over again uh, to harass him about uh, hoping that his cancer would come back, which is absolutely insane. And I and I have to assume that this is someone who is just motivated by their 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 blind rage over some ridiculous some opinion, right? yeah, some opinion about the iPad or something. And it's just like, what entitles him to this behavior? I, I have no idea. And why should Federico be subject to somebody being able to just make an account whenever they feel like it to tweet the same hurtful thing and get blocked again? Like there, there's no good tool for him to use for that other than, um, uh, making his account private, which defeats the point of his his uh, public personality uh, access to to him for Mac stories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we can't do that, and it's just like this is just kind of a mess. It it's it's an absolute mess, and it's like the value the value that we talk about with Twitter is this value of reach and this ability to. Um, you know, have a place to share your ideas and get feedback and things like that. And to, again, follow people that you want to hear from, but also when people want to hear from you, then they can follow you. And when someone makes the argument that, oh, well, if you had a private account, then you wouldn't be, you know, no one could could get get at you. The problem with that is like the value proposition for many people with Twitter is completely ruined if you were to do that. And I think that it's very reasonable. I think that it's very reasonable to say, hey, I'd like to exist on a platform and not have people talk, uh, like wish the worst possible thing and like the scariest moment in my life, uh, you know, to, to wish that on me again. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think that's a reasonable expectation to hope that you can exist on a platform and not be harassed. And yeah, there are different tools in place to help with that. But when you see it like 
this is not just some small thing that occasionally happens every once in a while. This is a huge thing that's 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 seen by so many people. And I want to um there was a, a toot over on Mastodon. That's yes, that's what they call them, their toots. Um from someone who worked at Flickr. Um so Heather Champ tweets, I rage quit Twitter at the end of November in 2016. As someone who has worked in online communities for close to 20 years, I couldn't stand being a member of a community where the people in charge cared so very little for their users. We worked very hard at Flickr to make sure that people were safe. Your company isn't the government, and you can delete any account at any time for any reason. If you create a community, it's your jobs to ensure that it's safe for all. That is the like bread and butter of my frustration, not only in terms of what the company is doing, but in terms of the idiocy, I'm sorry, but the idiocy that exists in the like general public's beliefs about what free speech is and what free speech isn't, because Twitter is a company that could very well make the choice to, they could remove me because they don't want people whose last name is Sargent on their platform. And that is still completely allowed because this is a company that has this service and they get to do whatever the crap they want to with it. That's what bugs me the most. It's like, you can't just say, oh no, we can't do this because you could do it. Yeah. No, I, I I I agree with you, and it is my chief frustration is uh, Twitter's the Twitter management's um, uh, seeming naivete and um, paralysis over uh, how to approach uh, making the community safe for people. Like there there is literally a role called trust and safety. Um, and it's headed up by a guy who, uh, put out a public statement, uh, about the Alex Jones tweets that were uncovered that violated the rules that, oh, uh, you know, some of these violated the rules before, um, the policies were in place, so we can't enforce those. And, you know, like the two that were in place after, like, uh, we, we just, we'll keep an eye on it. We won't, you know, we got to make sure that you won't do anything again. it's like, this guy has... Like there is a very credible case for removing him from your platform. You don't like, you don't even really need a reason um, at, to 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 quote a line from Caddyshack. Uh, like you don't you don't really need a reason to remove anybody. Uh, and it, it it is it is not the kind of thing where you know people are afraid. Like oh well, if you just start removing people, then they will be afraid to uh, be on the platform. Like what does that mean? And it's like well, if you let that if you let that fester for a while if you just let everybody hang out there and say whatever they want then if you're faced with a situation where you do need to start removing people then all of a sudden it's newsworthy whereas before it would have just been building your community over time <laughs> right and, it, and yeah and it doesn't matter that people are worried or whatever about being on like so what that's i right now the people who aren't doing anything wrong are the ones that are scared to be on your platform are the ones worried about being on your platform. So why not make the people who are actively reaching out and trying to hurt people, the ones that are scared to be on your platform. That makes sense. Get rid of all the people whose last name is Sergeant. All that's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and there are people, um, who use, uh, who use these, 
rules that Twitter has in bad faith in order to try to um, get, uh, I don't know, revenge or <laughs> lash out at other people um, who like to go through people's old tweets and report them uh, and get get them to be uh, uh, taken down or blocked until a, an offending tweet is deleted. Um, and it, it's just, it's so crazy to me, the, 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 uh, weird intensity that surrounds what what happens with this ridiculousness uh like the, the, with the james gunn um he had awful tweets just awful um and uh everybody wanted him removed from the thing but uh he had made public apologies etc 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 but that wasn't part of the context or the conversation it was just about uh you know being like oh look at this what a hypocrite because Roseanne Barr tweets one horrible racist thing and it was not one horrible racist thing. Um, it was many, many, many things. Um, and, and that was, you know, uh, just an example of Twitter, not even doing anything. That's just us, uh, in society, uh, and the world at large acting on stuff that's on Twitter. Um, and you know, even if your platform doesn't enforce stuff and you're like, Oh, well just like journalists in the world will make sure that right stuff happens. It's like, eh, Will they? <laughs> oh, God. That argument is not okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. It's it's not as if there's like a... a it's not a space force, but a journalist force uh, <laughs> on, on Twitter that have special abilities to like, oh, I can flag this tweet as absolutely friggin' false. And here are six links to show you that it is, in fact, absolutely friggin' false. There's, like, what what the heck am I supposed to do that gives people, like, those tweets are going to spread, and they're going to go out there, and I might tweet at that tweet and say, you're wrong, and here are 75 reasons why. But there's not, like, the people that are wanting to see that, and the people who are sort of in the middle who then read that and go, okay, I'm starting to go more toward this side now, they are not going to be interested in uh, scrolling 700 tweets down past all the ones that are saying, yes, this is so true da, 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 to find the one that's like, no, this is wrong. And here's why. So I think that's a bunch of utter bird poo, a mm -hmm. bunch of uh, peep, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and with fact checking and stuff like that, you, like you said, you have to scroll down through a thread and find maybe somebody said something about it somewhere else uh in order to see that fact checking occur you don't you don't see it there with the thing you know side by side and even if you fact check yourself um uh, before think, you wreck yourself <laughs> uh like what was it felix salmon recently said something uh that wasn't true and it got retweeted a bunch of times and he's like oh well i found out this wasn't true so i'm going to I have no way to change my original tweet. Um, I'm just going to have to delete my original tweet and then post a screenshot of what I did and, and say why I did it because people are just retweeting the original thing and not the correction, um, which is a phenomenon that occurs a lot uh, where somebody sees something that confirms a worldview that they have and they retweet the crap out of that. Uh, and they may never, ever, ever see the correction because it wasn't from someone they follow uh, or, or wasn't uh, something they saw when they opened up the Twitter app because it's not a chronological timeline. 
so it's it's very weird to say that you're going to rely on journalists to police that stuff when it, it that that would basically be like someone would have to read the news to see several news stories assembled as a Twitter moment that gets thrown up in your face uh, about something that would have to be that important to, to for most users to see a correction about something um, or to see uh, uh, something debunked or or to to see something uh, or to, to see context around a statement that was made. And you, you just don't get the opportunity for that because that that would rely on something being so incredibly newsworthy that everyone is writing it up. <laughs> yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's where we are. Is yeah, <sighs> yeah. and and so I jokingly um, this past weekend, uh, our mutual friend Dan. Uh, I was talking about how he was getting on Mastodon and we all needed to do it. And I was just like, I don't know, Dan. And he's like, no, just do it. It's easy. And so I created an account. And then he's, uh-huh. he, his, his, one of his first Mastodon tweets after I joined was, you know, there's not really a point to Mastodon. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, screw you, Dan. <laughs> but the, the, uh, uh, I, I mockingly um, had tweeted a, a, an image of a, uh, an Always Sunny in Philadelphia title card. Um, there. It was a show that used to be good, but isn't good anymore. Uh, and they Uh-oh. had a basically the title card structure is the gang does something, and whatever they're going to do, it all goes horribly and usually fails, and everything resets by the end. So it was, of course, the gang tries Mastodon. Um, and that was uh just a in jest, really, because I don't see mastodon um taking off i am spending time there in the chance that it does take off i'm not going to immediately dismiss it uh with a with a jaded view that uh it's impossible for me to ever spend any time on there right um but uh i i have noticed that while i might not be spending more time on mastodon i'm also not spending as much time on twitter uh I really haven't been tweeting a lot. I haven't been saying much on there. I'm not really interacting with things because, I don't know, I'm just kind of, like, bummed about it. Uh, And that while that might still count me as a monthly active user for the time being, um, I have to imagine that over time uh, there will be some decline in that uh, if things continue in this way where it's just like, what's the point of opening this thing up? Um you know, I mainly just see like news things that I want to retweet or or birds, um, and that's that's all I got on there right now. Uh, not not a lot. A lot else is happening. Uh, the rest of the time is you know Slack and and a couple things on Mastodon and of course uh, Instagram. Got to get the got to get those thirst traps. There's no thirst traps on Mastodon. I think that's the problem. Yeah, you know, or if they had like a content warning for thirst traps. Um, so I could decide, am, have I had enough water? Am I fully quenched or do I need a little thirst? Yeah. Am I hydrated (laughs) or is it time for thirst? Uh Um, that is, I, I don't want to talk about, I was going to start ranting about Instagram, but I don't want to talk about Instagram. (laughs) Instagram just really is, it's getting, uh, getting on my nerves lately in terms of the, 
<laughs> here I go. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, but just I'm simply, not going to get into it. Only I'm going to get but into here, it. Let's get into it. No, I just, <laughs> I'm disappointed with the lack of diversity, uh, in the algorithms surrounding and, and cause I don't know, I don't know if it's the algorithms or if it's, I, well, I do know it is both the algorithms and the lack of diversity in the Instagram LGBTQ plus, well, and it's not even LGBTQ plus, it's like LG area um, of, of Instagram. That community is very, very beige. And it's just kind of, I don't know, disheartening uh, that that's the case. So um, let's talk about what happens when I come over to your house and I'm trying, I'm really, I'm really trying not to eavesdrop, but Joe, I mean, your face was just like, it was red, you were sweating and I could hear you in the other room, just really scrounging for investors for your electronic bike company. Well, you see, I might be a little flustered because I have secured funding uh, and having secured funding is just, it puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, it does once yeah. you have the money. It is. It's kind <laughs> totally. of like, oh no, now I don't have to be flustered. Wait, hold on. That doesn't make sense. No. You don't have to be flustered, but you were flustered. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, we are we are talking uh, apparently. <laughs> I say apparently because it was just yesterday I was trying to piece together what everyone else was talking about. I was like, did it? Wait, Rosalia Banks really did? I know. What, did this that's happen? How I was like, wait, hold on. This is real. <laughs> was like, this, this isn't like a clickhole article, like, right? <laughs> yeah. So rapper Azalea Banks uh, claims that uh, she was invited over to Elon Musk's house, and that uh, they were. She was invited over because she was supposed to be collaborating with Grimes on uh, some new work and music work. Um, but instead, uh, they spent the entire weekend with Musk freaking out over having tweeted uh, that he had secured funding for taking Tesla private at four twenty a share, um, uh, which he later claimed was not a pot joke. Um, but uh, according to Azalea Banks, uh, Musk may have not been... Um, entirely together and everything when he was tweeting his silly stuff. And mm. uh, then he spent the rest of the weekend just focused on freaking out over that instead of collaborating with her. And so she just took to Instagram and ranted about it a lot, a whole bunch, and then granted an interview with Business Insider. <laughs> yeah, which is just like, that's so her brand. I So... I have mixed, lots of mixed emotion, no, mixed opinions about Azalea Banks, um, which you may or may not be surprised about. I don't know if you knew that I knew anything about Azalea Banks, but... Um, I, I don't know that you knew that I knew anything about Azalea Banks. Do you know anything about Azalea Banks? I, I know about Azalea Banks through Keep It, where Ira Madison and Kara Brown have complained about Azalea Banks always starting stuff with everybody for no good reason. Yes, this is what she does. <laughs> yeah. So I know her through her song 212, which is a very <laughs> nice, fun song, and you should totally go, well, no, not everybody's going to like the song. It's got a lot of bad words and a lot of sexual content in said words, but um, it is... It's a pretty good song. So anyway, um, it sounds good. I, I lyrics, but the sound of it is nice. 
point being, she does start stuff with everybody, and she has a history of letting homophobia slip into her uh, her arguments with other people. And it's weird because she presents I, like I, I don't. As far as I know, she's never. Let me let me start this again. As far as I know, uh, she has not like publicly identified as bi, but she presents as bi and talks has in the past like talked a lot about those kinds of things, and so it's a little frustrating to see the homophobia come out in her little arguments, and then also sort of maybe be a member of the community it's frustrating so i she's problematic she's not even a problematic fave she's problematic um and so when i saw this like that was the reason i was like this is not true this is just azalea banks being azalea banks (laughs) and then i once i continued to see it i was like what this she really was there but it makes sense if she was uh hanging out with grimes for upcoming you know, stuff they were going to be doing together. I mean, it, I, I, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know. I, I would say that she is an unreliable narrator. Um, <laughs> yes. Particularly if she is only willing to go so far as to say that she wasn't trying to eavesdrop. Um, and that she, I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but I heard yeah. everything. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one, Azalea. Um, and I don't uh, know Azalea. I yeah. don't know. And while 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 you have maybe politely framed this as her being uh, occasionally homophobic, um, uh, she she said some really awful stuff. Uh, uh, uh particularly about uh Monet Exchange, uh, a a competitor on Drag Race season ten. Um, which I was not, I was not aware. I don't follow drag race that closely. Um, I'm Same. one of the, the like five gay people who, who you and who, I <laughs> were so bad. <laughs> I know I feel so guilty. Sometimes they're fun memes, but I, I'm not in on the mem. Um, and, uh, apparently, uh, had, had said something I'm not going to repeat at all on this podcast. Yeah. Like I can't even think of the words to substitute, um, because it was awful. Uh, so it, we're not just we're not just like saying coyly like oh sometimes you know she's not like supportive of yeah no she's or something. yeah <laughs> she when she starts being homophobic why you're all you know what I mean when yes. when the homophobia comes out it comes out in full force and it's not it's it's not cute no yeah so I I I have no love for her um in any way and i it's not like i'm I'm like a huge fan of azalea banks's music uh but but this whole situation just was just too bizarre not to talk about wacky (laughs) yeah because again it was like so this is fake right this is this is yeah the onion or click hole or something right no y'all this this was real stuff this really happened yeah, and, and there's a part of it that you just have to believe because when Musk had tweeted this ridiculous stuff about taking the company private at 420 a share, um, everybody just kind of raised their eyebrows. It was just like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> because what? What? What are you? What? What is going on here? Like, is he serious? What's happening? Like, the SEC stopped trading on 
on uh his, on Tesla stock because it was just like, well, we need some more information before we're going to reopen trading because it seems like someone's breaking news about the company right now. Yeah, you're going to ruin things, buddy, unless we get get this figured out. Could you not have given us a heads up first about your stupid joke? Yeah. So he he and he's uh, apparently claimed since then that the funding secured means he has a some sort of verbal agreement with the sovereign uh the saudi sovereign fund um which is a royal fund uh but i believe it was the wall street journal although i don't subscribe to it so i can only see the excerpt from the verge (laughs) wow you only read the headline you don't even read the full article you're just making uninformed okay sorry yeah uh, uh, well i don't subscribe to the wall street journal because of reasons um but uh yeah the uh, apparently, the the Saudi sovereign fund is not in fantastic shape um, for a fifty billion dollar uh, acquisition um, for for these for the funds to take Tesla private. Uh, so they're speculating that it might not be something that would happen. Uh, and uh, I have to agree that it does increasingly seem like it's the just the rantings and ravings of uh someone who has access to twitter that should not <laughs> but uh you know another what you one do? of those that's a theme yeah remember when um tesla uh, uh, when uh ellen musk was harassing journalists over tesla reporting um even specifically calling out some journalists and his mom uh, clapped back at him clapped <laughs> back at him <laughs> is that what you're talking about i didn't i don't remember the mom clapping back part yeah his mom got he his mom tweeted at him and was like as a as a man raised by strong uh intelligent and talented women i'm really disappointed in the misogyny here something along those lines like his mom was not happy let me see wow elon musk mom tweets (laughs) because i want to make sure that i'm quoting it correctly uh although he probably could pay to get that thing removed um Elma Musk. Here we go. Uh, oh, what's her name? I said Elma Musk, but that's not. Oh, that's not her real I was name. like, oh, okay. But I was oh yeah, I'm up. gonna Google Elma, Elma Musk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, it is out there. I, uh, yeah. I'm having trouble finding it, but basically, okay. she was like, "No, Elon," and I'm fairly certain that she. That I checked on it, like that it was really May. Let me see, May Musk. Um, yeah. Uh, so unless the account which has twenty four thousand followers, including and only follows eighteen people, and has followers including uh, Nana Visitor and uh, some other folks, is fake. That definitely was the account that tweeted at him and was like, I'm disappointed in you. But the tweet may have since been removed. But anyway, point is, I was really thrilled that she was like, uh, hey, you know how you were sort of raised by women and they're all awesome? You're not awesome. So that was a good moment. Joe, I'm going to send you something. Oh, dear. And I would like for you to complete this quiz for me friends uh go ahead and head to the show notes as you're listening right now um or later if you're driving tap on the link and follow along with us as we discover our royal names Ugh. okay my name is 
Lord Micah Sugarlips Gupta the Fourth. Okay. Uh, I am Count Joseph. Uh, Rose. Hey, you made up your own. December. No, that's Gupta. Oh, Gupta. Yes. Uh, so am, am I supposed to say Queen The Latifa? number underneath. No, the number underneath. So the 10th. Oh, the 10th. <laughs> so what is it again? Hold on. This is very confusing. So, yeah. So you look on the, 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 the yeah, stuff in yeah. black is the choice that you make. And then you choose one of the things that's in that's in the color to the right of it. Yeah, I just so, wish they had laid this out in a yeah, it's not way. well done. Um, it's sort of like one of those infographics where everything's just in a different spot just to look visually interesting, but like is unhelpful if you're trying to yeah, like, look that's... at something. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Count Joseph, uh oh, <laughs> Gupta the Tenth. Count Joseph Ao Gupta the Tenth. Welcome. I am Lord Micah Sugarlips Gupta the Fourth. We clearly have some uh, relatives somewhere down the line. Uh, thank you for coming to my kingdom. So this was a stupid thing that I saw. I think just yesterday on Twitter, and I immediately sent it around to Arwen on Instagram, and I immediately sent it around to friends and family. We're like, "You need to take this. I just need to know." Um, but. <laughs> I one of my friends was like, I think that it would be really fun to hire somebody to come around with you everywhere you go and like announce your arrival as you uh, <laughs> announce your arrival as you enter the room with with, you know, your name or whatever. And I was like, let's take that one step further. Each week, they also have to find one of these name generation uh I, I say meme, you say mem, but memes on the internet, and then send it to us. And so every week you have a new name. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about maybe making this a feature of the show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stupid, but it would be fun to have people tweeted us with their royal names. And who knows what uh, two weeks from now we'll bring. Maybe it will be your hipster name or some other random name. So, uh, Ponder that, Joe, and on the next episode, I will check in, and you can say, we're not doing this, or you can say, okay, fine, because <laughs> those are probably the only two things. I don't see you being enthusiastic about it. Uh, okay, fine, um, but for, for anyone who is unaware, um, we do have a Twitter account, which is at UnhelpfulS, um, and because... Uh, the whole thing would be too long. Um, but uh, add unhelpful S. And uh, we should we make a Mastodon account? No. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> but it's so difficult. Uh, no, so, oh, we, we, we may do one of those. Um, uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the weirdness of Mastodon. So if you actually, if we do actually make it, uh, you can sign up for Mastodon, and then you can search all of the Mastodon instances for somebody with that name. Um and uh, then you will see it kind of like an email where there's an at and then the domain that it's on, which is a little weird. But uh, you can still find people even if they're on uh, a different domain than you are. 
Yeah, if, so if that, we do decide to do it, we'll put it in the show notes. The instances are a little weird. The way that Mastodon works is like anybody can host a world of, of Mastodon. Um, and then you can join said world, but they can all sort of communicate with each other. And it, it's, it is a little confusing. Um, to... it, it's basically like email. Um, you can set up your own oh, email I like server. That. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think I think it gets confusing in the way that they've termed certain things because the world and federated and all that stuff. It just kind of makes it sound more complicated. But if you just think about it like email, then it's, it makes a little more sense because uh, there's like a username and then at and then the domain that you're on, and so you can sign up for an email thing on any domain that offers you one or you can host your own email which is insane don't do that um but there that that is basically how this all works and there's a registration with like a centralized thing where there's a federated timeline where you can see things that are across all instances um the the of the universe yeah only you don't want to do that um Yeah, because it's most of it. Most of it is not anything that I can actually read. No, it's since it's the entire world, um, you wind up with uh, a lot of stuff that is in other languages, a lot of Japanese, um, which is unfortunately not a language that I have picked up. There are options on the Mastodon website uh, for their web view to disable things from other uh, to disable things from other. languages from appearing um but that just seems kind of rude because like i don't know yeah i agree I don't, I, don't... I don't know it's just like can you just like translate it or something or i don't, I don't know it's 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 very strangely structured uh but also there's a large amount of uh solicitations shall we say um <laughs> that also appear there just imagine like i said with email this is basically like email just imagine an enormous email inbox and it's all of the email domains and you can see it (laughs) yeah that's a that's a good way to put it (laughs) yeah well you can uh you can find us at unhelpful s at mastodon.social um (laughs) where we will probably just set it up so that it posts our twitter stuff but -hmm. if you want to follow us and toot at us uh please feel free and I will have this account set up soon, uh, fully. It, it it exists now. I just got to get like the, uh, you know, the avatar and stuff dropped in. And Should we I'll... put a content warning on all of our cross-posted <laughs> tweets? No, no. Okay. <laughs> here's here's my thing on that. So I, I understand uh, folks want to leave the uh the bird site as they call it over on Mastodon behind, and that Which makes sense. I, I think is pretty silly. Just call it Twitter. Th- oh, yeah, it's Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I'm saying I think they're silly. I'm not saying you're silly. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's it, they're wanting to leave it behind, and I get that. And it's mostly like, hey, there's a lot of... There's, there's no content warning option on Twitter. And so people early in Mastodon would use a content warning on things like politics and, and uh, I don't know, depressing things that they were talking about. And whenever this new flock, if I may, of folks have come over, they do not use those content warnings as much. And so people are like, hey, it'd be really cool if we could like use a content warning so that we can keep things sort of peaceful as they were before. And that I understand. Um, For me, I don't usually 
tweet about a lot of that stuff. And so I just decided to turn off retweets, like cross posting of retweets, because retweets would typically be where I would like, oh, yeah, you should see this horrible thing that's happened. uh, If you have retweets turned on for me. So I get it. Um, But also, it's not something that I think I'm going to do unless it becomes sort of a, a like a huge group I don't know if I see like a if I see that it is the way that things are going, then of course I would consider it. But um, as for now, I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. I yeah. I, the, I I am just I would otherwise just be taking copying and pasting the stuff over. So I might as well do this. Yeah, there is there is um uh, uh someone who allegedly like has been there for a long time, and I don't know is deeply in the culture of Mastodon um, had, had said something that I saw retweet it, uh, um about how uh, people should use content warnings for anything that they cross post uh, yeah. from the bird site because they are trying to get away from the toxicity of Twitter. So they don't want to see things that would be on Twitter. it's like, I don't think that's how that works. Cause aren't you just posting the things you would post on Twitter on Mastodon? Isn't that why you would go to Mastodon? to post there instead of on exactly. Twitter. Exactly. I, I don't understand that. Uh, it, it seems like there's just a lot of people who are like, no, people are in my clubhouse now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel a little gatekeepy. Yeah, uh, but, you know, whatever. Content warning on, on gatekeeping. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Joe, if you'll send me the unhelpful suggestions profile photo, I mm-hmm. will get our Mastodon instance, our Mastodon account set up on at unhelpful s at mastodon dot social. Yep, we'll totally. And you can do follow that. me on mastodon at micah sergeant at mastodon dot social. Are you on the dot social one, Joe? Uh, I am on the dot social one because that's the default when you sign up. Because it is not clear <laughs> why you would be on any of the other ones. Yeah, it, I would just rather be on the uh, yeah. mastodon dot social. What like what's the what is the downside of it? I don't know that there is one. No. And what is the benefit of being on another one? Other than like more personalization, I guess. There, There is a worldview um, local timeline that where you can see um, things that are only on your instance and participate in those conversations. Kind of like a general chat room or something like that. Um, but it is unclear to me what benefit I would get out of that. Uh, because they're all just a bunch of randos. If you set yeah. up your own, um, like if we did, if we set up our oh, own then domain, it's a little clubhouse, yeah, yeah, then we would have our our own way of, you know, our own like general that we could talk in, kind of like how if you set up a Slack, you would have your general to talk in. So for something like Mastodon Social, where it's a lot of people, um, the local timeline makes very little sense for. I think people like us, um, where, whereas, uh, it probably is desirable for some people. Like, uh, we were talking to, I was talking to, uh, Justin Michael, um, Aline, uh, Sims husband, uh, about what the point of the federated timeline is other than, you know, um, stuff that (laughs) it seems to be never ending. Uh, and, and he was saying that, uh, he likes to, uh, prune out everything so that he can get a, a, a view of what's going on like out in the world mm-hmm. and my tweet about like what is the point of the federated timeline was seen by people in the federated timeline and they weighed in to say that uh part of the point of it is that they could see 
a tweet like a tweet like mine in the federated timeline and comment on it and i was just like okay well i haven't changed my mind on the utility of that for me but um i'm i'm glad that apparently it generates value for someone yeah that uh, so that actually makes sense i guess like that that part i kind of like that people it showed in and of itself the value if that's something that you find valuable uh it's like oh they saw that and so they could very easily uh you know respond and say what they wanted but i guess you can sort of do that on twitter uh not in the same way though I no, mean, you, you I have mean, to search for things i guess in the early days of twitter a lot of clients had like a like everything view or like um a, a geography based everything view um but yeah i i i uh ugh. I, that wasn't a good idea then either. Uh, it's just it, it gives people who are bored people to talk to and to generate start to generate networks um, of people that might they might be interested in. But for me um, and I, you know, I, I just kind of want to talk to the people I want to talk to. Um, it doesn't it doesn't uh, help so much um, to to wade through everything. I'm not that bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i've got i've got instagram i yeah. don't need this i don't need this and go look at french bulldogs um so. all right so uh on that note i think that wraps it up that's yeah. gonna do it for us folks <laughs> yeah let's just uh, uh toot this one out there let's toot it on out you know sometimes you just gotta toot it on out yeah toot it and boot it toot it booty toot <laughs> that, or no booty tooch sorry Booty tooch. Oh, sorry, Alex. What is booty tooch? Stan- Stanley booty toochy. But um, <laughs> anyway, bye. Bye. Bye, people. Thanks for listening to this ridiculous nonsense. <laughs>